Hey guys, I'm Ashley. I'm Amanda. And this right here is Allegedly. Remember? I think we talked about it in the last episode that she was sick, but she was super sick. Yeah, she has what's called chronic appendicitis, which means her appendix is flared and so are the lymph nodes around it, but they're not severe where it needs to be removed. It's just like she'll have flare-ups. That sounds god-awful. So like eventually as she gets older, she'll probably have to have it out, but as of right now, we just have to worry about when these flare-ups happen. No. I don't like any of that. Yeah. That sounds god-awful. It I is. Feel for her. Yeah. I, I remember when I had my appendix out, it was god-awful for a few reasons. One, because I was still married to my ex-husband, and um, I had to stay in the hospital for, gosh, it, it may have been uh, just under a week. For an appendix? Well, by the time, because I didn't know it was my appendix. Oh, that's right. You thought it was a pulled muscle. I thought I pulled a muscle yeah. moving the woman who raised me into our house. And uh, <laughs> so... I treated it as such. I was using a heating pad and ibuprofen. Oh, things you shouldn't do for appendicitis. You're not supposed to do that. Yeah. So literally, by the time I got into the hospital, I actually was, I had to drive my ex-husband, you remember, to and from work. Mm -hmm. I was um, in such pain, I was like almost blacking out. So then the woman who raised me ended up having to take him. And the night that I actually ended up going to the hospital, um, do you remember the PTA merger? Yeah. At the school? Uh, that was happening oh. and that was a big thing yeah and we needed to vote yeah and i did vote I, and i voted I was, no i was in such pain but they're like you need to go to the hospital and i was like i can't go to the hospital it's the pta merger Duh. <laughs> i was adamant i was not going <laughs> to the hospital because i needed to vote like um, i'm really i'm really concerned that you get the care you need but did you end up voting no because ah! i was in the hospital what were what would you have voted no. Okay, good. That's what I voted. I voted no. I should have just called people. I mean, proxy. Did you have? Could you have a proxy? Could I have a PTA voting proxy? I didn't know you uh, yet, so I yeah. couldn't be like, "Hey, Amanda." Yeah. Be my voting proxy. Yeah. Um, but no, they ended up taking me to the hospital, and then I did not. And I told you this. I didn't have any signs of appendicitis except for the pain. So I had no fever, no nausea, no nothing. And that's why I thought it was a pulled muscle. I just yeah. had the pain. So they left me in the waiting room for four hours. And then by the time they took me back and they did the tests and whatnot, they're like, holy shit, she needs emergency surgery now. So what happened was I was going to drive my husband to work and then let the woman who raised me take me to the hospital. Yeah. Well, she ended up taking him to work with me in the car and then rushed me to the hospital because that seemed smarter. So they ended up calling my husband, telling him to come down. I was having emergency surgery. It's an appendix. He did not need to leave work for that, but whatever. Um, you know him, so it was a show. Yeah. So, <laughs> so it was a whole thing because now somebody had to go pick him up at work. His dad went and picked him up at work to bring him down to the hospital because my wife's having surgery. Right. Yeah, but how big of an idiot do you look like? Because you lost a license due to drinking and driving. 
and you have to call somebody to come and get you and you can't even be a responsible adult who still has your license to go and be with your wife. Right. So by the time they got in there, though, my appendicitis was so bad. Um, it bursts right as they're getting in there. It bursts. And it had gangrene in it. That's why I was in the hospital for under, just under a week, because I had the effect, infection all over my body. It was gross. It was a thing. And then in the hospital, it sucked because we had issues going on at home with the woman who raised me and my then husband. Okay. On another note, we, um, we are recording in our normal area, but I'm not living in my apartment this week or next week. <laughs> and I really wish we were recording there because... You didn't give me that option. I would have drove I there. I feel like my face is melting off. Maybe we could record there next week. Maybe. I just didn't... I also would have to come get this anyway. Or maybe Eric could have made you stop and get it. I was... I, yeah, I drive right by, so I could have just Well, stopped. I'm going to leave it here just in case, and then we'll figure it out for next week. But okay. I've been spending my time... So I don't have cable at my house because I feel like we don't need that. Never in that part of your house. Wouldn't be able to listen to my TV even if I no. wanted to. Mm-mm. But I've been spending my time watching cable. Um, Fear Thy Neighbor. Oh, yeah. And now I'm terrified to go home at all because I just watched one episode today about a neighbor who plays loud, loud, loud music. And I was screaming at my TV because the person, his friend, who she was like, I don't know what the problem is. Everybody was so upset that he was playing his music loud, but he lives there. He can do whatever he wants. And I'm like, no, you can't. You can't. You guys don't care if he likes loud music. He was using a um, circular saw in his apartment to build shit. You can't. You can't. The people downstairs are like trying to live. They're just trying to watch TV. <laughs> I was not. I don't understand. I don't understand. And then somebody was murdered because of it. All because of that. Like, so I yeah and you're in the middle of two wonderful tenants is that what we're going with that's that's yep that's what we're doing all right (laughs) (laughs) well (laughs) I mean Mm. would you rather have my neighbors I don't know (laughs) that's a great story can we talk about murder now So today we are. Today I'm dreading today. I know. I, I'm. I'm telling myself in my head, it's okay. You can get through it. You can get through it. Everything's gonna be fine, right? I hope. I hope so too. And I'm the one. You that already know it. everything, and so I. Uh, well, if you guys haven't listened to part one, please stop now. Just stop now. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm, I'm not asking you. I'm demanding you to stop now. Do not proceed. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. I love everything about that. We're not handing out $200, <laughs> so please don't come back for more of that. Yeah, um, yeah, no. But go back and listen to part one if you want. So just a reminder to the disclaimer this is about a child death and it does get gruesome, especially in this part, because we find out everything that happened to poor 10 year old Jessica Ridgeway. So in part one, we covered Jessica, who she was, her disappearance. We also discovered a lot about 
Austin. Austin, yeah. So the guy that um, guy child the kid 17 years old yeah the who kid is is admitting who's responsible for this and um he admitted it to his mother and we ended part one with the 16 minute phone call which is crucial you, you have to listen to the whole thing you gotta listen to the whole thing and just analyze it in your head because that's that was so much. Yes. It was so much. It was an emotional roller coaster is what that 16-minute phone call was. Yeah. James was super worried about the 16-minute phone call, like, about what we would find out in it. And I had to tell him, like, hey, it's not whatever you're thinking it is. Like, he does not say anything he did to her. I feel like James was so worried about listening to that. It's almost like how I would feel if it had to do with a dead dog. Yes. You know? Yeah, he's been having a super hard time with this case, and I understand. That's why the disclaimers are there. Yeah. Um, but I think he loves me, and uh, you, honestly, he loves you. Just so you know, he does. He Is tells he feeling me. ill? No, he tells me that all the time. Why? I don't know. Has he really... He doesn't really know me yet. <laughs> That'll change! We're really alike, so... Anyway. And the fact that we can... Never mind, that's not for on air. Please... <laughs> I demonstrated. This is exactly why we do not have a video <laughs> podcast. I'm just going to put it out there. Amanda just showed me that she could lick her nipple. You can lick your nipple, too. I know. We did it in my driveway. <laughs> that was so long ago. Okay. Okay, back to Jessica Ridgway. <laughs> yes. Turning into a Shanda. The things you will find out about us if you ever find us on YouTube doing a Shanda which we really should get back into doing that, but we're putting all our energy into this because we love you guys. And apparently we love true crime more than we love ourselves. So most days, most days. So here we are with part two right after the 911 call. So when the plain clothed police officers showed up, the detectives read Austin, his Miranda rights in front of Mandy and she waved them. So Austin could make a full statement. Which okay. I would hope so, because well, yeah. otherwise, what was the point of any of this? Not to mention, what are you going to be perceived as if you don't? Right. Well, why would we make a 16-minute phone call if we yeah. weren't going to do that? So, kudos to her on that. So, there was no resistance or struggle from Austin, which Good. he said in the phone call was not going to be a thing. Right. And he ended up going with the police willingly. So, going back to his second confession in the 911 call... The incident with the jogger. Yes. That happened four months before the murder of Jessica. Oh, okay. All right. All right. So, I mean, granted, remember, he did not murder her or no, no. get to do anything. Which I think that may have been, an, like, an overpowering thing. Yeah. Or he got scared to follow through. I, yeah. <clears throat> so, Austin had shoved a chloroform-soaked rag under her nose. But despite that, she managed to fight him off and escape. So I do think it was, I do think that's what it was. Yeah. Was he hunting for a child? I don't know. He, he says later that it was, um, he was just looking for some female. It just so happened that Jessica, but I, eh, probably because it was easier. We will get to that. To be a, yeah. Yeah. It is also later came out before he kidnapped and murdered Jessica. He actually practiced tying someone up with zip ties. A dead body? Nope. It was a move he practiced on his mother, Mindy Sig, according to the Denver Post. Come on, Mindy. You didn't see a red flag here. 
That's what I wondered. Like, Why? That's Why? Red Flag Central. Oh, yeah, no, it's not, you know, no red flag here. He wants to tie me up with uh, zip ties. That's completely normal. <laughs> Said nobody ever. Nobody. Not nobody. Person. So, Mindy also joked with her friends about her son's sick fascination with body decomposition. Yeah, that's hilarious. Let's make jokes. <laughs> Listen, we have a we have a love for true crime and um, murderous like stories, right? But body decomposition, I have never in my life heard somebody having a sick fascination with body decomp. Why? I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I, have you ever smelled body decomp? <laughs> no. But I can just imagine. <laughs> I can just imagine. I don't, Ugh, no. I don't think you can imagine. I mm. think it's worse than whatever you imagine. I have never smelled it either, and I'm I don't really want to. hoping that's something that I never, ever smell. So for me to say that he Austin has a sick fascination with body decomp, is it the smell <clears throat> that he's like, you know, because we all have that weird smell we love. What's yours? Weird smell that I love? Yeah. some Like, is it a Sharpie? Mine's gasoline. gasoline. <laughs> See? That's why. That's, right? that's it. That's why James loves you right there. <laughs> Told you we were like, that's amazing. We, I wish that was planned. <laughs> it was totally wasn't planned. <laughs> that was crazy. <laughs> I got nothing. Why are we laughing in the middle of this sad, tragic story? Because uh, we need something to bring it up. We, we have. We have to just. <laughs> Because no. we're going to get to that point where it's not... We, what's happening here is we're trying to drag it out as long as possible. <laughs> I don't want to get to any of it. Um, maybe it's the process that the body, the body goes through. Yeah, maybe And the science like behind it. The rigor mortis. The, yeah. uh, maybe it's... It probably is a science because he wanted to be a mortician. So, or maybe it's the color changing. Whatever the case Something. may be. But, like I said, his bizarre fixation was on mortuary science as well so i don't find that weird i don't find that i mean look at no. elena from morbid she's she she works in a medical examiner's office that's not weird. that's not the weird but part when you put everything together that's the problem so it was later also reported although i cannot pinpoint to whom some sources say he told his brother while others say it was classmates but Austin said he was learning to commit the perfect crime, which, again, red flag. Why would nobody, Why is nobody saying, saying anything? anything? And if he said it to his brother, I think that's stupid because this kid is 17 and who knows when he said it. Was it before the four months? Was he still 17? Was he 16? Was it before that? Who knows? His brother's younger than him. Why are you saying that? That would be like Tara saying it to my eight-year-old son, Layden. Well... Clearly, Austin's not of sound mind, so... Ugh. I can't. According to the affidavit, the initial DNA retrieved from Austin was tested, and the results came back negative. What? Yeah, Austin's DNA didn't match the DNA collected from Jessica's backpack, body, or the jogger. According to the Denver Post, the DNA issue was a lab technician error. So they later retested a second sample of Austin's DNA, which came back positive. Austin did admit to the police that he used gloves when it came to Jessica and that he washed her body twice. And I'm assuming that's just like in order to make sure that anything that had gotten her was indeed not there. 
But it also could be a mortuary science kind of thing, because they do wash bodies and stuff, so who knows. Is nobody else's mind going to, where did he wash this body, and how did nobody in his household see or figure this out? Okay, mind you, he took her apart as well, you know? Oh, yeah, right. So where did he do that? Yeah. uh, Newsflash, dismembering? Yeah, where was he doing that at? It's... It's a it's a lengthy process because people who go into killing a body and talking about dismembering don't realize that, sure, you're making the body smaller, but all these pieces are still heavy. And on top of that, you don't realize how much blood is in the human body. Oh my God. So what do you do? Drain the body first? Does he ever tell us? I doubt it. He's not that smart. He's 17. I don't think he's smart enough to drain the body. Um, he does do a lot with the body, oh, so Lord. we will talk about that. I think the problem here is that he's not a serial killer. He botched his first crime and left a witness to tell her story. Sure, he successfully abducted and killed a 10-year-old, but he was easily sent into distress when DNA was found. Yeah. So, <clears throat> I mean, he, uh, DNA was found in both cases and he all of a sudden was having panic attacks. So, he's not a serial killer. No. And I don't think he was ever made out to be one. No. Um, I don't I don't think he would have made it that far. No. I don't either. It was eating him up. Yeah. yeah. No. I... 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 Yeah. I can't. I think that even if he did not turn himself in in a minute, he still would not have gotten away with it scot-free. No. Because I think eventually he would have crumbled. Yeah. I, I mean, agree. obviously. I also think he believed when quote-unquote, pulling off the perfect crime, he only looked at the physical aspect of it and leaving nothing behind. Right. He did not think that he had to worry about being emotionally prepared. Yep. Clearly. Those emotions will get you every time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, while Austin was being interrogated, the officers began searching the sick house. They found black trash bags in the crawl space that Austin said the remains were in. Detectives did not open the bags, but assumed, based on the weight of them, that they had her head and appendages in them. They found broken black zip ties in his Jeep, as well as bleach and more trash bags on his porch. The trash bags were the same size and brand used on Jessica's remains, so clearly that's what those were. Um, but I want to take you back to the police station where Austin was talking to the police, but I need to put a disclaimer right here. Because the details about Jessica's abduction and murder are just... Gruesome. Yep. If I mean, if there's a word worse than gory, gruesome, disturbing, whatever it is, it, it's there. Okay, so this is, this, is, this is your warning. I know that in part one, I... I cut in and out but that's because i wasn't sure when it was coming up i'm telling you right now because i put it in my notes i'm not going to cut the music and talk to you a little bit this is it yeah okay okay um and i can't tell you how long it's gonna be um it's probably gonna be almost the rest of this episode is just it's 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 not good it's heavy it's heavy y'all it is so this is your warning if you want to turn around now Feel free, we will not hold it against you. Not at all. Austin admitted openly again to murdering Jessica. However, he stated that he did not rape her. 
he he kept saying that one of the questions people had was why jessica why yeah. a 10 year old girl his answer hunting come again hunting oh, no 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 i heard <laughs> what does that mean no no i know what hunting is i'm just not sure where people apply well almost like deer season he hunted women uh he says whoever came into his path was not going to be safe so i need you to listen to a clip okay that i found from his interrogation that i really think gives some insight into his thoughts okay we're gonna go ahead and play that it's only two minutes okay never fully thought i never actually fully planned through what i was going to do with it what i was going to do any of that it just out that morning friday morning october 5th which was early in the morning and you drove over to jessica's neighborhood what were you planning on doing that day at the attempt picking up some um, so any any female that came across where I was that it didn't matter what time where it, it just anything so you were anything. you were out for a better word hunting yeah uh, that's the only word I can think of and did you know Jessica no had you ever seen her before no not at all she was Wrong time. It was all random. I, I, I was. You didn't stop the neighborhood or go over to that neighborhood and was looking for. Mm -hmm. yeah. Have you been out before looking I, for someone? I, I have gone out before hunting, as you would call it, and I'd never even remotely gotten close to anything or even been able to. Any time that I would even see someone walking while I was out in one of those modes, my heart would just instantly start beating really fast, and I just, I couldn't think straight. I just, I don't know. I was that some of the thrill that you got by going out and doing this? Was, was there a thrill aspect to it? I think he's gay and he's not okay with it he doesn't know how to deal with it and i think he's taking these crimes out against women because he's broken yeah that very well could be true so austin told the police that when he saw jessica he grabbed her quickly and put her into his gold jeep he said she screamed but he told her to be quiet i imagine that this little girl was scared out of her ever loving mind oh my gosh yes ever loving mind 100% he then used his practiced technique to zip tie her hands and feet together so thank you Mindy for being an accomplice which uh did they ever charge her no I don't believe they did with Jessica successfully bound in the back Austin said he drove around with her for upwards of 20 minutes and I think his adrenaline was rushing because he now had a child not a uh, woman who could overpower him. And so he just easily was able to effectively tie her and effectively bind her. And yeah. he's like, well, shit, now what do I do? Because that was so easy. Yeah. This was a big jump from the attempted attack on a grown woman. Yeah. So I think Austin knew 
he was going to be able to follow through with this. And that may have scared him. I'm sure it did. I think he got anxious and that's why he drove around for so long. Or maybe somebody was home and he had to wait. I don't know. Who knows? Um, but remember, he only lived four minutes from Jessica's home. His house and Jessica's home are four minutes apart. So there was really no reason to wait to go there. I, just, I, I think he may have been, like, just freaking out. I'm sure. So while still in the car, he asked Jessica if she had a cell phone. We already know she did not. But in turn, Austin said Jessica kept asking him questions, and he would answer them to the best of his ability because he's just so nice. He then said he would lie to her and tell her that everything was going to be okay because he's just a complete piece of trash. After getting Jessica back to his house, he parked his Jeep in the garage, and he took her up to his bedroom where he sat her down and played Netflix for her on the TV. He claimed it was Family Guy or something. Although he could not recall for sure. Because, you know, that's not on his radar to remember things like that. What he did was started cutting off bits of her hair while the television played. Oh my god, I can just see it now. She's going to be tortured. <clears throat> he said that he just sat there staring at her. He claims he remembers his head being blank. No thoughts, just emptiness. He said that this scared him, and I'm wondering if that's because he felt nothing about the fact that he just kidnapped a little girl and bound her. Like, like how do you have no thoughts? How, how, yeah. I think what he was, was terrified about the fact that he claims he knew he was going to kill her once, and he had, like, once he had her, and the anticipation was building, knowing that he was going to do just that, and I think that scared the shit out of him. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. He then had Jessica change into a pair of his own shorts and a shirt. It was at this point he told the officers that he allowed her to change in the bathroom, making it sound like he was, you know, being nice, you know, humanly. Like, oh, I didn't make her change in front of me. I allowed her privacy. Dude, you chopped her up. There, Nobody cares now if you... And you're not making yourself sound better by saying, oh, but I didn't, you know, make her do it in front of me. Dude, you chopped her up. I, I, I think it it was definitely, like, it was definitely that. Did he think he was getting brownie points because he let her go to the was, bathroom? I think what he was, I think that was part of his I didn't rape her thing. You know, so oh, I'm not, like. He didn't want those charges. I didn't, I'm not oogling at her body, you know, so. However, the reason he had her change was because her clothes were now soaked in urine from the little girl being scared so much, she peed herself. I would have too. So I'm going to read to you part of the affidavit word for word. Um, it's a lot. So I'm going to just kind of read through. Okay. Feel free to stop me if you have a question or need to say something. So Austin was arrested and transported to the Westminster Police Station where a recorded interview was conducted. He was asked about his role in the kidnapping and death of Jessica Ridgway. Now, some of this is just going to go over what we just went over, but it's like word for word. Yeah. So we're going to just kind of read him. Austin explained that he drove his Jeep Cherokee to Jessica Ridgway's block and he sat in the back seat of the Jeep. Once Jessica Ridgway walked by his vehicle, Austin grabbed her and pulled her inside. Here's my question. Like, how are you watching for somebody 
and hunting somebody if you're already in the neighborhood and then sitting in your back seat? How did that work? Not only that, but wasn't he worried about, because it's morning time, people are going to school and work. Wasn't he worried about somebody seeing him? Apparently not. Apparently not. Again, he didn't think this all the way through. He used zip ties to bind her arms and legs together. Jessica Ridgway screamed and Sig promised her that she would be all right. He drove around making random turns for a while before he drove to the residence he shares with his mother and his brother. Austin drove the Jeep into the garage and closed the doors behind him. He cut the zip ties off Jessica's hands and carried her up the stairs to his bedroom. Why would you cut the ones off of her hands? Why not just her cut, legs? Right. Why wouldn't you just cut her legs so she can I understand. Walk? Okay, fine. You don't want her to run away. So, But why would you cut the ones off her hands? That doesn't... Now she can physically hit you. They, why cut any of them off? Or scratch you and get DNA under her fingernails. Again not 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 a planner yes not a planner here he sat her on the bed and showed her a film from netflix which he didn't think was a film he thinks it was like family guy he then told her to change out of her clothes and into shorts and a shirt of his after jessica changed clothes austin attempted to strangle her with zip ties but was unsuccessful because the ties dug into his own hands what the hell is up with the damn zip ties apparently this is Wait, first of all, how do you have so many zip ties? Why do you have... And did nobody think to ask this 17-year-old why he's buying so many zip ties? And ones that, I mean... The large ones. How do you... How do you wicked large if you're trying to strangle somebody with them? I, I know she's a 10-year-old, but... But still. Look at... Landon's eight. Yeah. Abby's eight. I do, just, do those zip ties are going to go around her neck? No. Goodness lord. Austin then strangled Jessica Ridgway with his bare hands until she was no longer breathing. He then moved her into the bathtub and placed her face down in the tub and filled the tub with water to make certain she was not breathing. So he wanted, he double killed her, he drowned her. Yep. Well, not I mean, she, she was already dead, but, but still, yeah. Yeah. He just, he really wanted to make sure there. He admitted to using a sawzall and a razor blade in a utility knife to remove one of Jessica's hands and one of her feet. He removed the hands and cut them up into pieces, flushing the parts of the hands down the toilet. Oh my God. Of course he did. Austin later removed her head, legs, and arms and placed them into plastic bags. He placed Jessica's torso in a plastic bag and placed all of the bags inside the pool shed in the backyard. The next night, because of the heavy police presence in the area, because Jessica was missing, Austin drove his Jeep to a neighborhood north in Superior, Colorado, with Jessica Ridgway's backpack. Austin described the items in the backpack to include the clothing Jessica wore during the abduction on October 5th, 2012, and a wooden stick that was missing bark. Austin threw the coat Jessica had been wearing into a random trash can. He also threw away the blade from the sawzall he used to dismember her. He explained that the purpose of placing the backpack in the northern neighborhood was to divert police from searching his residence. But they didn't. Oh my god. You would think, again, planning. Oh my god. Uh, don't you think it would have been smarter just to keep it? The, I mean, you have her body. <laughs> right. The so what the hell is the point of getting rid of the backpack? Why couldn't you put the backpack in the pool shed? 
<laughs> because her head. Nobody <laughs> was looking for, like no at this point they didn't know she was still in the area. Somebody could have driven miles away with her. I can't. I can't at the stupidity of this. We're not here to give tips on how to do this correctly, but the stupidity, this was not thought through. Not no, thought through. Not at all. Austin stated that because police were using cadaver dogs and thermal imaging, he later decided to get rid of Jessica Ridgway's torso. He brought the torso back into the house from the pool shed, washed it a second time, and placed it into two black plastic bags with red ties, tying the handles of both bags together. Austin emptied the organs out of her body. And he flushed them down the toilet in his bathroom. Austin said he was careful to use gloves and not leave fingerprints on Jessica Ridgway's body. He drove his Jeep Cherokee to an area and discarded the bags containing the torso. Austin stated that he placed a cross in Jessica Ridgway's pelvic area in effort to cause investigators to consider that this was like a religious person being responsible for the murder. Idiot. Later in the interview, Austin clarified that he actually placed the cross in the vagina of Jessica. This information concerning the location where Austin Austin inserted the cross was never never given out. Like nobody nobody knew. It was actually in confidence and is one of those key things that they keep to themselves because only the killer will know that. Austin stated that he placed the sawzall in a larger drawer in the bottom right-hand cabinet of the garage. He removed the other bags containing the head, arms, and legs to a crawl space under the house. Austin stated that he was also responsible for attacking the female jogger on Kettner Lake. He said that he researched how to make chloroform oh my gosh. on the internet prior to the incident. I'm so sorry if you guys can hear my cat, mm-hmm. but maybe that's just a happy place in this. Yeah. It's distressful thing. So he said he used bleach and acetone to make the chloroform and he poured it on the rag. He described how the jogger passed him the first time and then how he grabbed her from behind the second time that she came around the lake. Uh, the jogger pushed him off and ran away. When Austin was asked by investigators what he planned to do to the jogger, he replied words to the effect of, quote unquote, do to her what I did to Jessica. That was his plan. Anybody ask him why girls? Why women? Not that I know of. During Austin's interview, he made several comments Relating to his thoughts at the time that he grabbed Jessica and forced her into his car, he stated that he was out hunting for the victim on Friday, October 5th, and that once he had Jessica in his car, he knew he was going to kill her. At one point during the interview, Austin stated that the kidnapping of Jessica Ridgway was the result of him acting out a sexual fantasy. But he didn't rape her. Yep. According to Austin. Can the metal examiner... It was later proven that he did rape her. As much as he'd like to say he did not. Austin later drove the... 
Ramsey just really loves me. Austin later drove the police to the location where he kidnapped Jessica to point out the exact location where he parked and watched her as she approached the vehicle. Austin stated that he crawled into the back seat and grabbed her as she walked beside him. Austin also directed them to the location where he dumped the body on 82nd Ave. Austin explained that he did not know the exact location where he left Jessica's backpack, but knew that it was in the northern part of the city, past the Flatirons Mall. Austin stated that he took the backpack to this location away from the house and only to throw off the police. So that, that's the affidavit. I, he said that he was trying to fulfill a sexual fantasy, but he claims he did not rape her. He says the sexual fantasy has been growing in him a long time. He even admitted to going out before Jessica's abduction and murder to look for little girls, but never had the ability to act on his urges at those times. So, I mean, remember when he was 13, they, his mom found child porn on his computer. Yeah. So he has it. He's, he's just a pedophile in the making. Sounds like it. He admitted to all the crimes against him that had to do with Jessica and the female jogger, resulting in 17 counts, 11 of them pertaining to Jessica alone. Because of his age, he was initially sent to a juvenile facility, but <laughs> those accommodations and resources ran short. So even though Austin was a minor at the time of his crimes, he was later charged as an adult yeah. and transferred to an adult prison in Jefferson Good. County. But still because of his age, he was put into a special housing unit for the first 52 days in jail where he was isolated from the general population and escorted by a deputy. Once he turned 18, he was released to general population. He was represented by defense attorney Ryan Lowauer. Lauer. Lauer. Okay. And his team. Shockingly or not, Austin pled not guilty. But he already admitted to it. I, I don't understand when people do this. I don't understand when people do this. It doesn't make any sense. To the now 15 charges later read to him at court. Two of the original charges were later dropped. There were... Okay, so... There were initially like 17 charges, but two of them were dropped because they were considered the same charges. I'm not sure if this was like a plan by his lawyers to plead not guilty. Like, I, I don't know. But either way, the attempt was unsuccessful and Austin later changed his plea to guilty in October of 2013, right before his trial started. He was not offered a guilty plea um, and wanted to spare his family and Jessica's family the gruesome details of the crime. Right. Yeah. Well, newsflash, if we know them, they know them. Yeah. So. His defense attorney tried to paint a troubling start to Austin's life far more than what we already discussed. A story was told to the court that his mother, Mindy, suffered a fall three months into her pregnancy with Austin and that she inhaled pink fumes in her last trimester. The defense doesn't say if the inhaled paint fumes were recreational or if it was like while she was painting the inside of the house or whatever, but it was noticed that Mindy called her doctors and was concerned for her baby after this incident. 
I think they're just, um, they're grasping at straws grasping here during Austin's delivery. A vacuum was helped or used to help get him out of the birth canal, leaving a temporary misshapen head. Okay. But that's normal. My babies all came out just, you know, naturally. And I'm pretty sure one of them, I had to like rub their head into shape. Um, you know, you, I, it's a canal. All right. Your head is going to be smushed. Smushed. Yes. So, of course, the defense's argument was that these incidents led to intestinal complications, which resulted in multiple surgeries and procedures throughout Austin's childhood and deformities in the shape of his head during birth could, you know, affect his brain. Yeah. Clearly it did, but not the way they're saying. The defense team also brought up his ADD and anxiety disorder to point out that this affects the frontal lobe, which is responsible for impulses and planning. He clearly didn't plan well. Clearly. But impulses? He he was hunting. Hunting is not an impulse. That's not an impulse. You're literally driving around looking for somebody. At any point, you can go. I don't... Now, if he were just going to the store, like, if his mom's like, hey, we need a loaf of bread, and then on the way to the store, he just grabbed a child, that's an impulse. Right. I don't but think they know the definition of impulse. wake up in the morning... And, and you, you have it all... shower... Yeah. And, well, oh, look at... This is my day for today on my calendar. Uh, go kidnap a child. That there's planning. Yep. Okay. Granted, he did not plan very well in what he was going to do after having the child. No, but, but he, planned, he it. planned it. That's not an impulse. Austin was found guilty of the following charges. First degree murder, one charge. Second degree kidnapping, two charges. Sexual assault of a child, one charge. Did you hear that? I did. Sexual assault of the child. Robbery, one charge. Sexual assault, one charge. Sexual exploitation of a child, three charges. Violent crime, five charges. Attempted second-degree kidnapping, one charge. Although Austin was 18 at the time of his sentencing, he was charged as a minor since the crime took place when he was 17. A 2005 Supreme Court decision from the case Roper versus Simmons made it unconstitutional to impose the death penalty on anyone under the age of 18. So this ultimately spared him from capital punishment. Don't know if he ever did any research on that when he was looking up chloroform. You know, but he just scooted on by there. On November 19th, 2013, Austin was sentenced to life in prison. His sentencing concluded that he would spend his entire life in prison with an 86-year sentence on top of his life sentence. Oh, my gosh. So, you know, that this means that after his minimum 40 years served of his life sentence, the 86 years will start. Anna Salter, a psychologist, noticed Austin showed signs of a sadistic necrophiliac with psychopathic traits, but that he was not truly psychotic. So Anna Salter did not formally examine Austin, but... She assessed him based on what she observed and the details of the crime and confession tapes and then testified her conclusion in court during the sentencing. Fair. I think she should have spoke with him. I mean, I'm not disagreeing with what she's saying. It sounds pretty accurate, but I still also to get a more accurate 
I think she should have spoken to I, I understand. During her testimony, Dr. Salter explained how remorse for crimes happens before the perpetrator is caught and that Austin did not show signs of remorse until police were already closing in on him. Do you understand that? Yeah, yeah. Um, he did not worry about it until he thought he was already caught. So he didn't regret doing it, is what she's saying. He doesn't regret it. He, as much as they're like, oh yeah, he regretted it, and that's why he had his mom call. No, no, he already thought they were closing in on him because they had the DNA match between the jogger and Jessica. He thought they matched it to him. They didn't. So he wasn't feeling remorseful. He was just scared. He felt caught. Right. She also noticed, while reviewing video surveillance from Austin's neighborhood, that he dropped his brother at Stanley High School and then came back home waiting around 50 minutes before leaving again. So this is significant because the time frame shows that Austin was targeting children walking to the elementary school. According to the school schedule in that area, high school starts earliest, middle school starts second, and elementary school starts last. That's like the same with us. Salter points out that the brutal nature Austin has when he keeps her skull and takes it out to look at it because he's fascinated with it. It's like his trophy? Yeah. Pretty much. So during the trial, a statement from Austin was read by the Jefferson County District Court Chief Judge Stephen Munsinger. So here's what he had to say. I don't know about society because I've never really been that great with it, but I know that personally I am a monster. There's no better word to describe what I've done than evil. The first thing he said that I agree with. Does he want a pat on the back? Is that what he's looking? I'm not giving you kudos. I'm only giving you claps because I agree with what you said. Absolutely. Not because you came to that. I don't think you... I'm not proud of you for stating that. I hate you with a burning passion. I hope you rot in hell. Oh, he will. Really wish somebody would dismember him. But, you know. Well, I mean, he's in prison. Maybe he's, you know... Bending over one too many times, dropping soap. Dropping the soap a little too often. Throughout the trial, Austin sat emotionless and with a blank stare at the ground, never looking up. Hmm. Jessica's mom, Sarah Ridgway, did not give Austin the satisfaction of knowing how much he has damaged her family. Good. Instead, she told Austin that after she left the courtroom, she would never remember his name and that she would just focus on Jessica's legacy, which I think is the best thing anybody yes. has ever said. Yeah. 100%. Forget your name. Good. Get it out. Yep. Nobody should ever speak it. Yep. So the very park where Jessica met her friend Jeremy to walk to school, Chelsea Park, actually was renamed and dedicated to Jessica Ridgeway. I just got chills. So here's what I found written about the park. On Saturday, October 5th, 2012, tragedy struck Westminster. Ten-year-old Jessica Ridgeway disappeared, last seen on her way to school that morning. She was later found, and a local teen confessed to her murder. This disturbing and senseless act of violence rocked Westminster to its core. The community rallied around Jessica's family and decided to dedicate the park near Jessica's home in her memory. She enjoyed playing on her scooter with her dog and her friends at this very park, and now the park serves as a place for friends and families to gather and remember the way that Jessica embraced life, full of fun and joy. 
Jessica Ridgeway Memorial Park is a symbol of her spirit and community healing and represents the first time that the city of Westminster and the community collaborated in every way to make the park a reality. Funds were raised by the foundation to create a place that was reflective of Jessica's playful spirit with many custom designs, including Jessica's favorite ride, a 40-foot custom track ride. Knock-knock jokes, again, one of Jessica's favorites from her fifth grade classmates. A custom-designed ribbon swing set, kinetic art. The park, located at 10765 Moore Street in Westminster, Colorado, also features many elements in the color purple, her favorite color. In addition to fundraising within the community, dozens of volunteers helped build and install play equipment, as well as worked on landscaping within the park. Jessica Ridgeway Memorial Park was dedicated on October 5th, 2013, one year after her disappearance. A memorial rock and bench was also placed in the open space park where her remains were found. In 2014, Austin was transferred to another prison out of Colorado for his safety. His location has not been disclosed to the public. I want to end this on a good note, aside from the park, because I'm... I don't do this often, but I'm going to. I'm fucking done with this man. This boy child. Why are we protecting him? I mean, because legally we have to? I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to say his name ever again. Ever again. Uh, Y'all will notice I did not name this one Austin Sick. I named it Jessica Ridgeway. I'm glad you did. Often. Um, almost never do I name it um, after the victim because more times, more often than not, there's going to be more victims. Yeah. Um, and it gets super hard to do that. But I don't like this man. No. So to He end isn't this, a man. I don't know what to call him. Uh, this this thing. monster. I mean, I guess he called himself that, so why can't we? This evil shithead monster. So to end this on a good note, I want to tell you what happened on October 15th, 2017. For those of you who cannot mathical that. Mathical. Mathical. She's talking about me because I can't. I can't mathical either. <laughs> I'm almost, the reason I'm using words like mathical, which I know James will call me out later on. He's like, oh, big time writer, can't use real words. I'm, I'm coining that because I used it in another one and I can't remember exactly what episode it was now, but it was something we were You did up, say it before. And I said mathical. Yeah. Yes, it came out just wrong then but i'm gonna tell you that the word scissors was not a word until shakespeare made it a word okay so mathical that right. yeah james <laughs> so october 15 2017 is five years and 10 days exactly after jessica's murder so do you want to know what happened on that day please tell me he died Jessica became a big sister her mom welcomed a baby girl into her life after getting remarried the year earlier Sarah said in an article on Denver's Nine News of the new edition, her name is Anna Christine Pindle Ridgeway. Her and her sister share the same middle name. She has Jessica's nose. Her eyes are blue. They're a different blue than Jessica's. I think Jessica would be enamored. We talked to Jessica and we think Anna kind of turns her head and sometimes she looks like she's talking to somebody over in the distance. 
I think her sister definitely comes and visits and leaves her little sparkle around. Anna definitely has an extra special angel watching over her. And just one more little thing. Jessica would have been a 2020 graduate. Just to put that into perspective for you, I've got shells. The school paid respects to that. Oh, God. Um, a parade was formed and organized. Students, staff, various families drove through the park at Jessica Ridgeway Park in her honor. Good. Um, Jessica's family was there, and uh, from what I read and saw, it was such a touching moment. Such a touching moment. Mm. Um, I do know that schools will, um, you know, have like a moment of silence for yeah. kids or they'll have that empty seat. They held a full on parade, but remind, remember it's 2020, so they couldn't do much because things oh, were weird at that time. Um, yeah. but that, that is the case of Jessica Ridgeway. I'm really glad this one's over. Yeah, it was rough. When you and I were making fun in the beginning... I didn't, I didn't want to continue. I didn't want to go on. Yeah. I mean. I know. I know. There were a lot of times I almost said, hey, let's stop. I told you before we recorded that um, I was super excited to record with you. I always am. But then I got super bummed about yeah. recording and you had asked why. And I said, because I realized that we were finishing Jessica Ridgeway case. And I just, I'm not mentally prepared for that. So. Nobody ever is. I, it, it's, it's difficult. Is this the only child case we're going to do? Probably, Probably not. not. I feel like they're all important. They're absolutely disgusting. Um, but I feel like they're important. I feel like we can take something from this. Yeah, absolutely. As, as parents, as human beings, we can take something from this. If at the very least we take anything from it, uh, one, do not help your child learn to zip tie people please don't that's a huge red flag but two whoever 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 were the friends or whoever it was that heard that he's trying to uh create the create perfect crime yeah uh be ashamed of yourself you need to start turning people in i don't care if you think they're joking i think all the signs were there i think all of the signs were there oh yeah uh, when you put all the pieces together, yeah, his, it could have been stopped. His upbringing, it could have been stopped yeah. at any point. Yeah, uh, he I definitely agree. should have continued with therapy, apparently. Duh. Um, at the very, very least. Oh, well, he's getting it now in prison. He don't need it now in prison. <laughs> he's not talking about his fantasies or. I'm still going terms. with the gay thing. I don't know if he, I don't know if he was gay. I mean, he had sexual. There is gay. nothing wrong he with being said, gay. No. Not one damn thing. There's nothing wrong with it. Absolutely not. The problem here is I don't think it was that. I think he was a pedophile. I Very well could be. Yeah. I think he was just a pedophile towards young girls. A monster uh, in the making. Monster of evil. An evil monster. Just a complete shithead. So this is it. We're done yeah, with this Yeah, we're one. done with this one, guys. It may be like a hot moment before I do another child case. Yeah, we may not. I clearly yeah. didn't want to be finishing this one so um i'm not even gonna say i hope you guys enjoyed it because you're not going to you're it's not gonna leave you feeling some sort of way i hope you enjoyed the first part of ashanda yeah the first part was groovy why do you 
use that word. You were I'm not bringing it back. Face. I'm bringing it back. It's always been my jam. Just like cool beans. That is so fetch. No, we're not doing that. That's not okay. Why? No. Fingleberries. <laughs> what the hell is a fingle? Did you just make that up like mathical? <laughs> I don't know what it means. I don't know if it's a good term or like, uh, well, shit. Fingleberries. <laughs> I think it's all in the delivery. Because you absolutely just, because I just looked you dead in the eyes and said it like knives, <laughs> blow torches. Yeah, I'm winking. Oh, they just went to hell in a handbasket. I just really wanted to end that on Shanda because we needed it. Yeah, I don't did. know if you guys needed it. But we yeah, you, did, yeah, so. we did. All right, guys, we love you. Uh, you know what? Let's end this on a real Shanda note. I didn't tell you that we received an email of another case to do cover. And because it was sent by James, I decided to reply because he called me out on not replying to him when you, you literally talked to him on the phone multiple times a day and see him in person. Yes. I okay. clearly say I got your email and he's like, well, I never receive a thank you. So as we were sitting on his porch, he sent me. Wow, I just tried to swallow and talk at the same time. <laughs> that was like a drum set of air in my mouth. So here's what I wrote in the email back to James. Thank you so much for your email. We will look into adding these crimes to our research catalog. Thank you for being an avid listener. Isn't that like super professional? Yeah, it sounds super formal. Yeah. Okay, good. Here's what I added to it. And you let me know if this is going to be like our tagline. You know, like, yeah, eat cake stay fat because you're harder to kidnap well here here's what i came up with keep yourself covered in baby oil the more slippery you are the harder you are to be kidnapped <laughs> winky face wink at the end love the allegedly girls yes i love everything about that yes girlfriend get the baby oil yes inflation though i buy baby oil because i baby oil my bath water i do too it's so expensive well now. it's like three dollars it's bottle. not really baby oil it's it's cocoa butter oil it's like baby oil, but it has cocoa butter infused in it. Yeah. I, I just got baby oil. I think there's like aloe or something in it, but. Yeah, I put it in my bag. Come on, guys. Get yourself baby oiled up. Hey, if you want to use coconut sugaring. oil, go for it. Margarine, we're not judging. Rub, rub things on yourselves. That, and that's. Make yourself slippery. Because um, then. The get yourselves wet. <laughs> no. <laughs> that came off wrong. Why that. did you just yell that? I around you too much. It's totally something you would have said. I love everything about that. You said it and not me. And that's staying in there, folks. That's where we're <laughs> at. Welcome to Ashanda. Have a great week. We'll be back with another episode of Allegedly. Bye. That's a great story. <laughs> See you next episode.